0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars if the basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off your entire year at BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. And we're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free Match Madness fantasy betting contest with over eight grand in cash prizes. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better than Vegas is running a free bracket style capper contest with a chance to win fifty five hundred bucks to enter. Just go to better than dot Vegas and don't forget to let them know SGP sent you. And we're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise Follow the Pixwise Capper contest at Pixwise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the whole tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they ballot out for a winner takes all $10,000 prize over at Pixwise.com. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like the stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else by the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SGP. All right. Welcome back DJs. You're here for the DFS and betting show. Uh, it's myself, Boston capper with the God of golf himself, Steve Sherman. Are you ready for this watered down Honda, sir? This is the time to shine diamonds in the rough. Let's go. Did
1: you purposely use water because of all my, all the water hazards on the golf course? Cause uh, I, actually, I actually didn't, but <laughs> well, there, I mean, it's very appropriate. I mean, I, I guess I'm ready. Um, I'm a little scared because, Hey, you know what? If, if you thought last week was uh, a, there's a lot of variance to that tournament, wait until you bet on a guy and he's plus seven through nine this week after you are going through the bear trap and putting three balls in the water. So, but yeah, you know, we'll do our best and uh, we'll break down the tiers in DFS, go over some gambling liens, throw out a couple picks and uh, yeah, let's hope to keep it rolling. Like we have the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, uh, we've
1: been doing good. And I feel like I feel like this is our. This is like our. This is
0: our shit, right? Like, does anybody who is listening to this, or betting this, or even decaying this with March Madness going on, is a true golf degenerate? You know what I mean? Like, they're our people, man. These are our people.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's probably going to be great too, is all these books. I mean, sometimes they don't pay attention to golf as much. They're probably going to be slow to react a couple of things this week. So yeah, that might be a good uh, time to you know live bet, maybe catch a book napping after like, you know, rounds are done. So yeah, you know, this actually might present some pretty good gambling opportunities. Let's do it. Yeah, I actually
0: think it definitely. I mean, think about it, man. We, we catch them sleeping at big events. Never mind, fucking at something like this when they got all the, all the handle on the March madness. And yeah, I think it's actually going to be a good week. So, um, all right. So you guys can go back and listen to the course preview, uh, TPC recap and kind of what we were looking at. Anything, uh, anything really changed that what I saw was it looks like the winds are way down on Sunday and they're up on Thursday, but it's fucking wind and it's Tuesday. So who knows?
1: I mean, honestly, look at the weather report. Winds we factor all day, and and you know what's actually concerning too—the weather or with the wind—is they're coming from different directions almost every single day. So on Thursday, it's coming from the south at about like 13 to 18 miles per hour. Yep. Then on Friday, it switches to the west. 10 to 15. And then Saturday and Sunday, it plays the usual way, you know, North, Northeast, East, Northeast. That's the toughest wind when it comes to that direction, because everything in the bear trap, the hardest part of the golf course is into the wind. And Saturday, it looks like say 15, 20 mile per hour winds, Sunday, 12 to 15, but still anything double digits there with all the water hazards. And it's tough. So yeah, I, I think this is going to be a car crash again. Um, nice. I was actually looking at historically the the scoring record is par- apparently minus 24. I don't know who the hell was able to get there or why. When was when was that? It must have been like there must have been like a redesign that happened afterwards and it just wasn't right. as hard. But I was like, there's no, no way. fucking way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no I mean, after, I think after Jack Nicholas got done redesigning the place. I think that's when it started going like at maximum, like minus 12 and it's probably going to be like minus six, minus seven at the end of the week. So yeah, I mean, nothing for me has changed. Um, You know, I mean, ball strikers, good iron players, guys, keep it in play. You know, I'm looking at scramblers this week just because it's going to be pretty windy guys. We missing greens. you know I, I am looking for putting stats and I know there's a Bermuda angle with the putters but I mean this is kind of a hashtag team no put event so nice. it might just break ties for me yeah you know, I got my composite course history that I'm working with you know Mirrorfield, Harbor town Wilight all these positional golf courses but you know that's really it I kind of just am keeping it simple like always um so yeah I mean so what are you looking at uh, this week as far as your angles?
0: I mean, listen, man. I mean, it's basically the same thing you're looking at, right? Especially if it's going to be windy. So I do want to take players who are good in the wind. And it was either last week or the no, it was at the concession. I got I put the card ahead of the horse, and I was worried about the wind that was coming on the weekend. Well, wind's going to be here all fucking week. Uh, so I, I tried to focus in a little bit um, on wind. So I ran a couple models with the the windy as fuck uh, on the website that doesn't sponsor us. Um, and and uh, so yeah, man, just good good iron players. Uh, it's scrambling. Like I didn't pay any attention to putting this week at all. Like none. Zero. Okay. I think, I, I think I put like 2% in my little model. Like, I don't give a shit. Like who cares? Like Luke, Luke I, List I have, came in second here.
1: There you go. Can I ask a philosophical question? Sure. Is there any benefit to guys who actually are good in the wind? Cause I don't think that actually exists. I think it's <laughs> I have, random. Have, and guys don't no like better in the wind. They're usually just good yeah, but strength. it's strange.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess you're probably right. Right. But I, I mean, I, so, I mean, it's kind of like the same way why you trust guys who grow up on Bermuda, uh, Bermuda and you trust guys who grow up, grow up on POA. I trust guys who grow up playing in the wind because they have a better gauge and they have more knowledge of what it's going to do because they have so many more rounds playing in the wind than somebody who doesn't. Right. Okay. I mean, that, that's, 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 I mean, that's my, that's my thinking on it. Right. But that's a hundred, like, uh, there's probably no way to actually quantify it. Um, you know what I mean? Like actually quantify it. But yeah, I mean, listen, man, it's, it's uh, it's probably pulls up more on the gut side than the stat side, but I want guys who are comfortable playing in the wind. Aren't going to shit down their leg. When the gusts go up to 25, they're just going to hit a, hit a lower ball ball flight and be like, Oh yeah, I played like this in Australia. That one time, these winds are kind of that we put the ball 28 feet to the left and hope it kicks right.
1: <laughs> all right, <laughs> sounds great. So, all right, so where is the ownership this week? We'll, so we always start off with that before we got dive into the DFS card. So, over $9,000, um, Berger, Sung and Neiman all are going to be looking pushing 20%. Mm. They have massive oh. ownership this week. Yep. So, we'll talk about them. And then, uh, the only guy I think is creeping into the 20s and the 9,000-out range is Russell Henley. Um, I mean, Lowry a lot of what's that? Lowry too. He's, he's like 18.9 right, right now. I got him at so. I got him at 19.7 right now. Okay. All right. So just <laughs> close enough round yeah. up to 20. So yep. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him and if there's a lean there, but um, I mean, honestly, I think everybody in the 9,000 range is pretty popular. Uh, seems like everybody's at least pushing like mid double digits. Uh, the only guys who aren't is Adam Scott and Lee Westwood. You know, we'll see if there's any contrarian angle there. Eight thousand dollar range. Um, how scared are you that your boy Keegan Bradley is four hundred dollars <laughs> and is the most popular guy in the eight thousand dollar range? So he was, but I'm looking at I'm looking at one of the guys.
0: Steele is now uh, yes got the got the eight got, got over eighteen. So yeah, listen, man, Keegan Bradley chalk. I mean. Fuck, man. <laughs> Come on. When's
1: the last time that happened? You bullied me into betting him yesterday. I did. <laughs> you because bullied you wouldn't be able to. See when I didn't want you to. <laughs> you know, you secretly wanted to. Yeah, I've i done enough podcasts with you. You secretly wanted to. Yeah, listen, it's true. Yeah. But, so, yeah, dude, it's fucking terrifying. What do you mean? Like, like it's Keegan Bradley, it's terrifying. So we'll break them down. I mean, other guys getting some double-digit ownership, uh, Doug Kim, Matt, Matt Wallace, and Cameron Davis are also in the low teens. So 7000 thousand-hour range. And I think, and we said last week that this didn't work, you know, fade in the chalk. I think this is going to be the week you fade the chalk and the most popular guy by far oh, 7,000 hour range, Kevin Stroman. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think he just pops in all the ball striking models and everything. Um, the only other guys though, that are in the double digits, Ryan Moore and Ches Revy again, two ball strikers in that range, but everybody else is kind of between like seven and 10%. It might be just based on builds. People are going with scar stars and scrubs this week, and they're kind of skipping over the 7,000 range. So there actually might be some leverage down there. Yeah, they can use. And then 6,000 hour range. There's one guy down there, it's old Van Furick. old, reliable Jim Furick. And, uh, you know, I was actually kind of thinking maybe this is just a good week for Furick, but if he's getting 15, percent no yeah. thanks. Yeah, I literally. I mean, I, may, I, 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 yeah, I mean, maybe there's like a top 20 bet you can make on him, but no. For DFS, it, don't use them. It's yeah, just there's, a, there's, no, there's
0: no, yeah, there's no upside. Like, I mean, no. like I don't think he's gonna miss the cut, right? So fine, he's not gonna miss the cut, but he's gonna come in t45. Like, who gives a shit? Like, right. this is a course where birdies are at a fucking premium, and he's not going to do that at 15%. I had him written down as one of my six K guys like this morning when I texted you, I was going through the tears and I pulled up his national National. So stuff. Almost 15%. I was like, no, fuck that. No yeah. way.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys are about between like five and 10% under 7,000. You got Tomahoe Cameron, Percy, Wesley, Brian, uh, Jason Duffner's going to a little seen. Cause I, I, he does really well. TJ national, Seth is getting a little bit of love. Bo Hogue, my boy. He's getting some love. I was kind of hoping no one would be on him, but everybody's on him again. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if there's any leverage plays we can find down there. And uh, yeah, why don't we uh, roll right into it then? All right. So, uh,
0: all right. So the 10 K range, man, I feel like this is becoming a theme for me. I just don't like it. I just don't like, I I don't like it. I don't like the fucking ownership up there. I think uh, so uh, that burger story, right? With the fucking rib. Like, I don't know, man, that gives me pause, right? Like at, at best it gives me pause. Like I, I liked burger coming in, but if he's telling me he was having a hard time on Sunday, look, he shot whatever he shot, like a minus seven or whatever he shot on Sunday. But man, like I don't like a guy talking about any type of injury, especially in the oblique area, swinging a golf club for fucking four days at one of the hardest courses, if not the hardest course on the PGA tour right? That, that makes me a little nervous. And he's, he's the most popular guy he's almost 26% projected. Sanjay M is trick or fucking treat. Well, once again, I can never read this guy. So uh, I'll tell you guys every week. Like, look, I have no fucking idea. Like uh, if w- the weeks I'm on him. He's bad. The weeks I'm off him. He's good. Sometimes um, get a great one day over the weekend. And that was it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, back to back winners here. I don't know if that's ever happened. So I'm going to pass, I'm going to pass on him. Neiman, uh, we can talk about Neiman. I know Steve's mad about that. Um, He got the Mayo bump um, and he's chalky as shit. Uh, Listen, I I think I'm going to play fucking Lee Westwood again. If I'm going to play anybody up here, right? Like, listen, he's got a good course history here. He's clearly fucking running hot. Um, He didn't withdraw. Right. I really thought he was going to withdraw. So I don't know, man, Like, and. And somebody who just went T T second T second went second, second, and he's only 12%. And I, why, why is, yeah, listen, I, I'm going Westwood just for the contrarian play, low ownership. I bet he keeps the train going like, eh, eh. and a gun gone to my head between burger and him. I'm taking burger, but the injury kind of scares me a little bit.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I think I kind of agree with you. Westwood it seems like we're, maybe we're just overthinking this here. I mean, the guy's yeah. been great. He was great at, towards the end of last year. I mean, he won the race for Dubai, so clearly yeah. he's in form going back for a while. Um, I mean, the ball striking numbers are great. He's great here. He's great at other positional golf courses. You know, he's actually putting a lot better than he traditionally has. I, mean, I know he has the Sunday scaries on the greens with him, but oh, yeah. I mean, he at least he can at least get there, right? And so exactly. So yeah, I mean, if guys are overlooking him in DFS, I mean, he's performing just as well recently as like, you know, you as anyone Neiman's, Yeah. He's been great. So uh, I, you know, I, I think for DFS, I'm off Neiman, but we'll talk about him later. Um, I mean, I, I, I believe in the kid's talent, but if he's running 23% ownership and get all this steam, no thanks. Uh, I'm gonna be out Burger because the rib injury. I mean, he's 141 away on the front nine on Thursday from just calling it quits and then exactly. going to Austin. Um, you know, kind of like Sanjay this week. And I know yeah. I've ripped on him and everything, but guy just does well here. He does well at similar golf courses. He crushes Bermuda, and. I mean, somehow I know he's kind of a knucklehead, but he actually kind of has blow bogey rates, even though maybe like when he actually does commit a bogey, it's a massive number, but I don't know, man. I mean, maybe just, maybe this is just the place for him. Now. I don't think I'm going to be actually playing anyone in this range because it seems like everybody's loading up, up here or like loading up on Henley, which we'll talk about soon. And then going right down to six, I'm thinking maybe for DFS, I'm gonna do more of a balance bill. Cause I don't think Guys are really like, even though there's some high ownership in the nine thousand dollar range, which we'll talk about. I think some of the the bills you can do with that might be unique because it seems like people are doing like, all right, Sung Jay, Henley, and then another guy, and then going right down to like Furick. You yeah. know, it seems like between like you know eight thousand, seven thousand dollar range, guys aren't Pretty really spread. doing that. Yeah, so I don't think I'll be touching all this much this in this range, and just hoping that chalk just doesn't hit. So.
0: Um, guess I mean, me is the is the is the same is what you shared with us on like uh, how many of the t- what is it? like four of the last five have been like chalky chalky winners. You know what I mean? Like chalk winners, like top like on the top of the betting card, they won,
1: yeah. and and you asked if strength of field had anything to do with it. I kind of okay. showed something weird that happened it that weird. it was like back in like two thousand and tens, the the weakest of the weak fields, the stars won. and then they got the strength the field strength, which means better players. And then guys like 200 to 50 to one, were started winning and then the field strength went down and then all of a sudden the chalk, the chalky players played. So, I mean, you kind of asked that mess with, you know what, we'll, we'll talk about with odds later, you know, okay, this DFS section. And then, uh, Adam Scott though, Ugh. you know, they have that reaction and I had that reaction too. And I'm trying to think outside the box with him. I don't know how comfortable I am with DFS because he has had a lot of problems with ball striking lately. Now, a lot of it's been off the tee and he's made some changes recently and he doesn't have to use the driver. He's low owned, but I think I'd rather go Lee Westwood as far as the low owned guys. Yeah. And then, but I don't hate Adam Scott this week and I'm going to save him for later where I think maybe he can use him. But for DFS, I don't see myself using him.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I actually ticked around and did a build with Westwood and Scott because of the two lower owned ones. Um, and you, you can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you, def- <laughs> you definitely can. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like reverse stars and scrubs. It's the contrarian stars up there and yeah. then you just go down, Yeah, exactly. But, no, you definitely can do it. But I mean, just it'd be one thing if like his irons have been really good and you just put the driver away and then just like, I'm like, Oh, well you don't have to hit the driver. You're fine. But like, even the irons has been bad. And I'm not sure though, if it's because he's putting himself in such awful positions off the off tee the that that's messing with the numbers. I don't know. I, I, I would have to actually have like every shot live and watch all of Adam Scott's shots, which I don't know why the hell I would do that. It's Adam Scott, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, he's great. He if that was really- available to you, you
0: would definitely do it. <laughs> of just You'd- Adam Scott. Well, not just Adam Scott, but it, like, if you could, if let's say at the end of a tournament, you could pick a you could pick, I don't know whatever, ten players and be like, Hey, I want to see every shot they hit. You one, you would never sleep. You would be the least
1: productive person ever at work, but you
0: would a hundred percent watch whatever you had available to you to watch every shot. That's you know true. About. That's
1: like on Sunday ticket, they do like uh, the the NFL like like fast forward replay. Yeah. Like just all yeah. the plays they cut out all the nonsense. You know what? You're probably yeah. right. I would spend fifty hours a week doing it, like breaking down <laughs> like like it's film. Like I'm watching exactly. like down like a football game. <laughs> you definitely. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you're right. I think it's Westwood in this range. Uh, I don't see myself playing any of the chalky options. I mean, I like them. I mean, except for the burger injury, but I mean, if he's fine, I like him. But like, yeah, those guys are too popular. Scott is too volatile for me. I'd rather use him in bet in the betting. It's probably Le- Westwood, and I don't. know. I think we beat up this range. I think we can probably move on, unless you got yep. anything else. Nope, that's it, brother. All right, it's right. uh, so a nine thousand K- dollar range. Ah, uh, so we got only five guys this week, you know, Woodland dropped out. So I don't know why Woodland was even up there, but yeah, we have five guys. So we have Russell, Henley, Taylor, good Shane Lowry, Cameron Tringali, and Chris Kirk. And I mean, all these guys are popular. There's no contrarian guy in this range. I mean, I think the lowest own guy is Tringali, but it's 15%. So really you're just trying to figure out who's not going to blow up in your face and who's going to be fine. So, I mean, Henley's pushing 20%, but he's given me the vibes and this is actually not a compliment. He's giving me the vibes that Cantley gave me last week, where I can't really find a flaw. Like he checks every single bite; it just seems too perfect. And I know he has. It's it's too perfect because if you look at his short term, like strokes gain, he actually has kind of fallen off a little bit. Like a lot of these, like really good ball striking numbers, like really good scrambling numbers, really good like overall stroke gain numbers is more long term. Lately hasn't been that great, so. I don't think he's bulletproof, but like just on his face, great iron player is accurate. Great here. Great composite course history. His putty is actually improved and he doesn't get hit. He doesn't make a lot of bogeys. One more consistent player. So I don't know. I, I struggle with him this week. I mean, the fact he's so popular, I don't know. Maybe I just eat the chalk. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Shane Lowry was a guy I was going to be really high on coming to this week. And then he got the, uh, the mush from, uh, the guy that, uh, we won't name. Uh, that sour me immediately. But if you don't believe in the theory that uh, one guy can cosmically mess with the universe, uh, I mean, he would be very good here. The ball strike game was pretty good when he played over in Europe in the Middle East. Played well last last week at TBC Sawgrass. You know, he fits this golf course. It's, it's a European mold type golf course for him, so he could do well. And then, I don't care about the popularity. I love Chris Kirk, and I don't care what he did on Sunday it it's one round and I think he's back. I think he's back to being like top 20 type player in the world. Like from what, like where he has peak. I mean, he's not top 20, but I think he can consistently be like a solid top 40 guy. I mean, the ball striking is great. Good scrambler, accurate. Doesn't make it out of bogeys. I actually have really high hopes this week. I think he's going to shake off what happened in the final round. I mean, it just, everything that could have went wrong, went wrong for him. Uh, so I like him at nine thousand dollars. I like the price point. I think there's a lot you can do with him as far as like a balance bill, which I'm doing. And even though he's popular, because the price point, you can go, you know, you can fit in like you know some seven and eight thousand dollar guys I like that might not be as popular. Hmm. Yep, you're on mute.
0: Sorry, I forgot I had to cough. The um. Uh, <laughs> so with Kirk. Yeah, man. I mean, look, he's been really good lately. I don't know. He's super popular, super trendy. I feel like you might have a blind spot for this guy. Like I his course history, his course history here is not great. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I know different golfer. I know I'm just, listen. I'm just playing devil's advocate for you because I think as, as we keep talking about this guy every week, it it becomes more and more apparent to me that I, that you like this dude a hell of a lot and I think you might have a blind spot. I'm not saying you're wrong, right? Like look, 9K, like whatever. Like it'll be fucking save hundred bucks and go to Ricky Fowler, save 200 bucks and go to fucking Doug Gim who fucking literally said on Twitter that he he was so nervous on Sunday
1: that he forgot how to drink a bottle of water. I think you know, I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. Can I make a counterpoint on the course history stuff with this? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the guys with the best course history here tend to not have a whole lot of rounds. And okay. the more you play it, like you're gonna do awful at some point. Like yeah. you're gonna find water, you're gonna make boat yeah. and everything. Like you look at guys who have like over 20 rounds here, not many of them have done well. So, like like Sungjae okay. has only played here twice. Twice. Like yeah. Wyndham Clark has only played here twice. Ben On's played here three times. Cage yes. Lee twice. Like those yeah. are guys like Maverick McNeely, once. Okay. Like right. there are guys who stand on the course history here that just there's so much little sample so size. Sense. But then you look yeah. at guys who play like over 20 rounds, you're gonna run to bad problems. Yeah, so, and, look, I, I, and I completely understand that. But I mean he's missed the last two cuts. He came in 33rd in 18. when, uh, when was that though?
0: 2020, 2019. And okay, then, he was still, he was still trying to come back from his, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I, and look, and I like his backstory and look, I like him too. Listen, as a friend, I'm just trying to make you a, Hey, I'm just waving a flag. You might have a blind spot here. I don't even hate to play. I'm just throwing it out there, man. You know, um, I'm with you on Lowry. Like I was, uh, we both, I think I, I already bet him. I know I already bet him, uh, but he's caught steam. Um, uh, I think we even talked about him on the show. Like Kenny carried the momentum that he had on Sunday. Like he was great on fucking Sunday. know plays in the wind, Irish guy, you know him on him, right? Like, and so that's kind of a little scary. Um, so with Henley, I hate that you don't like him this week because I like him this week. Like, great, good course history, right? Last like three top twenty fives, like, dude, that's that's money. And like you said, like, his irons are just a little off right now. And it's like, I mean, I feel like good iron players can get it back. And if and especially at a course that they're comfortable with, right? You go here, you get the woman fuzzies, and you can kind of turn it around a little bit. Um, and in a weak field like this, like, dude, Taylor Gooch, five hundred dollars less? Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like Henley is much better than Taylor Gooch. Mm-hmm. No, I
1: would agree with that. You know no, what I, mean? I, I, I I think you're confusing dislike for ambivalence. Okay. And my ambivalence is it seems too perfect. And he's okay. very chalky, chalky, and maybe it's just because I got burned so hard by like, because I looked at that guy, I'm like, "There's no flaw." So what? How can this go wrong? And <laughs> I look at Russell Henley, <laughs> literally across the board of everything I'm looking at, there is zero flaw. <laughs> okay. Like low and bogey avoidance, good putting Bermuda, yeah. good putting stats overall, good yeah. scrambler, great with the irons, great on composite courses, great yeah. course history, great overall strokes gain. Literally, like my color code spreadsheet, <laughs> red is good. Every single category is red or pink. Okay. So the problem is though, you like way. like, it just, it seems like this is too perfect. Okay. And maybe this is me, you just rubbing off on me and <laughs> hanging out with you. It's like, like my gut is telling me something is off here right. and I'm just worried. And the fact that everybody in DFS is going on him now, like, listen, if you want to bet him outright, I'm not going to hate on it just because, Hey, I mean, it looks great. He's won here before. If he's going to get 22% ownership, I, I don't yeah, know. That's a lot. When the yeah. fuck did he win here? He won here in 2014. He beat like six guys in a playoff. Oh shit. Yeah. I yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and he was like, like, I think oh, he was like, see, I didn't even know a <laughs> or something. I didn't even go back far enough to see that he won here. Oh, and
0: yeah. I liked him. And I liked him that much. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Listen, man, I got, like, I bet him out right already. Um, and I like him a lot this week, which terrifies me. The fact that your gut is telling you that you don't like all the stats, and I'm looking at the stats saying, "Oh, this is this is," you know, making my gut feel better. So, this is uh, this is this is makes me very uncomfortable, Steve.
1: All right, is there any uh? I mean, besides Kirk, is there any fade in this range? For you? Besides, I mean, you don't really like Gooch. You said like you know, get out of here, like five or hours. Yeah, I'm no, not. I'm trying, not well, Messagali.
0: I kind of liked Ringgala this week uh, I feel like you've kind of brought me around on this dude. Um, whatever, De- like whatever plays decent here, like at 9,100, I can eat that. Um, he's fine. Like, see, I, I actually
1: have a course history number. That's not decent on him.
0: Okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's,
1: but it's again, like I said, though, it's over 34 rounds. Yeah. Like the longer you go here, like maybe you didn't look back all that way, Yeah. but like the longer you play here, you're going to suck. Like, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, even gonna, you're gonna have Ricky, a blow up round, Like, even look at like Ricky Fowler, like, like, I mean, his course history is sustained pretty good, but like, he'll miss the cut like every now and then. Like, you don't really know with a lot of these guys until they show up. Right. Like, you hit a couple water balls, you're gonna be out. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I, like, course history is great, but I think to a certain point with this place because it's okay. so volatile. And with the wind this week, I mean, it's just anything could literally happen. So, I, am not going to caught up to it, but you know, honestly, I'm not, my hesitation in Tringali though, this week is more when I look at like the other golf courses I looked at, he actually does not do very well. Like in this brook, like all these positional golf courses. And that's like 117 rounds and he's losing 0. 0.4 strokes per round to the field.
0: Yeah. that's not great. It's, no, it's not. And after you, after we went over the courses the other night and I pulled them out of the, um, the preview, um, and I put them into the composite course. You're right. Like I was uh, like, uh, like, all right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man, like, like, you know, we, 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 try to break down these tiers and give people information. They make their own fucking decisions. You know what I mean? Like we, we just try to present the pros and the cons. We say who we like, who we don't like. So I, whatever. I feel like I like how you're ambivalent towards, like I'm ambivalent towards Tringali. Like I feel like I'm not a Tringali guy. I can respect what he does. And I feel like I've, I missed out a couple times on him. And so it's like, well, maybe I should dip my toe in. Right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where See,
1: I'm at. I'll say this. I trust Henley a lot more in Tringali.
0: So there. We okay, go. good, good. That makes me feel a lot better. Well, listen, right. before before we uh, jump into the eight K range, uh, it's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is now putting customers in the center of the action. Bet four dollars on an underdog and win two hundred and fifty-six dollars if they win. It's that simple. That's four dollars on an underdog on. Select college basketball games, and if they win, you collect two hundred and fifty-six bucks, and the bank is open. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning two hundred and fifty-six dollars, and all it takes is a four-dollar bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test and to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and. Drawings at your convenience. Uh, so download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars if the underdog of your choosing pulls the upset. That's code SGP to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports for details. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, cool. Yeah, Match Madness. It was I literally, well, we were texting in the Slack, and I was like, "Holy fuck, it's our holy shit, Match Madness!" That I was like, I was confused. I was like, I thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, good. It didn't start till Thursday. Good, good."
1: <laughs> well, I mean, technically, it, I mean, the first four is on Thursday. It doesn't start till Friday, technically. I mean, that's got me. Are we really not? Messaged. Are we not doing the? Are we not doing the playing games this year? No, they're th- they're all on Thursday this year. Uh-huh. So, and then it goes Friday to Monday, first the second round, and then next week it's Saturday to Tuesday. Sweet sixteen, Elite. I don't like that. Yeah. And listen, I don't even,
0: you know me, dude. I don't pay any attention to college basketball, but I will certainly just tell people who I respect and fucking bet it so I can feel alive because that's what makes me feel alive. People gambling. Well, there you go. Uh, um, all right, you went first on the last range, so um, I'll jump into the 8K range. So, I mean, it's actually it's a pretty condensed 8K range. Um, we talked about follower briefly. Eighty nine
1: hundred dollars for. Wait, 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 what are you doing? What do you mean? No, $8,900. Are you, are, you ba- are you about to say you like him?
0: No, fuck no. No, okay. I'm saying, how is he, well,
1: he $8,900? How, Wood- how is Gary Woodland $9,500 before he dropped out with COVID? Yeah, I mean, I
0: guess. I don't know. It's, I think, it's, I
1: think, it's, it's course history and name brand. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean,
0: shit. I mean, what's funny is, is he went, like, whatever. One cut, second cut. <laughs> so... Like I don't know, man. He's just completely out of sorts, like 8,900. He's obviously a complete fucking fade for me. Um, I, 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 I can look at his ownership in a minute. Um, I already touched on it. I can't play Keegan in DFS. Like I'll, I already have a fucking outright on him. And I already have a top 10 on him cause somebody was an asshole and fucking bullied me into betting him. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'll sleep better at night. <laughs> All right. You're right. I will. You're right, I, yeah. will. Um, I don't. So <sighs> I like, I don't want him at all. Like, I just feel like that poor dude melted down and like, I feel like it's going to take more than four days to recover from that Sunday. Right. I know it's a weaker field or whatever, but I feel like he's going to take more than four days to recover. Like that was a complete disaster of a Sunday. It's gotta be in his head. Um, whatever. That's how I feel about it. Um, I like cam Davis. Um, seems like the golf course should fit him. I know he hasn't been great lately, but um, I've liked him. For a while. Um, I don't know, whatever, top ten here last time. Um, yeah, whatever. I like I like Cam Davis. I like Matt Wallace. And I even put it in Slack and I was like, I don't know why I like Matt Wallace. And I said it I think before the show, uh, cause the only thing I listened to was that first betting show from Mayo and like Feinberg brought him up. Like, I don't know. It's a win player. Like and I like temperamental golfers, apparently. Like that's just apparently what I like. Um, and I'm actually on uh, Nagel's bagels guy. I like for Um, he looked good last week. Um, like whatever, like I think he's fine. And <laughs> I know you said he's, only, oh, he's like been on like, I mean, his close history is too good for me to, and I know he had the plus 11 or whatever the fuck it was. So I feel like everybody's going to be off of him. And so whatever, I'll jump on him. And dude, how can you not like a guy who literally tags himself when Oh, so you're not on social media. So fucking, so so uh it was it was PGA Tour or DK Sportsbook said tag a friend who who would shoot like whatever it was plus 9 or or on 17 and TPC and he tagged himself <laughs> it was fucking hilarious and then he put it on the on the green on Friday and looked at the crowd stuck his hands up and like and that, so that's a dude who i feel like all right that dude could put that shit behind him got a good course history here come here play well get back on track.
1: See, that's the Korean that, uh, your friend Tommy should have talked to. He seems exactly. like a good dude. exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, you hear that? You hear that Kevin? Now, if you're listening, be more like Ben on. All right. Exactly. You know, hit every green in four putt. <laughs>
0: all
1: right. Um, so fuck you about Doug Gim. I don't appreciate you talking badly about my boy like that. Uh, I still like him. I think he's gonna be perfectly fine. I saw him smiling down the back nine, even though he. Put like 15 balls in the water. I think he's going to be perfectly fine. I think, think he's got a good attitude. I think he's a great player. I'm going to go back mm-hmm. to him. Uh, I do agree with you on Cam Davis, though. I like him a lot this week. So I looked into because he has not been playing very well lately. A lot of his problems have been off the tee, but he can put the driver in the bag a little bit more this week and we're more, lean more on his irons. He hasn't put all that great lately, too. I think that's going to regress. He's a good putter. So and he's fine. I, I like Matt Wallace as well. Um, uh-huh. He's a he's a hothead, but he's kind of your bad hothead. Like he like trashes his caddy and like throws him out of the bus. He's actually not a very good guy. So you know he's not he's not lovable like Terrell Hatton. He's a he's a dick, but uh, okay. But he's a good player though. I mean, he strikes his irons great. You know, this yeah. is a European type golf course. You got to avoid the water. You play positional golf. That's his game. And there's another European in this range that no one's really talking about. That I know you, actually I is know a who gl- you're going to say it's a blind spot for me too. Cause I don't track him on a week to week basis. Cause he doesn't play the U S events at all. It's Martin Keimer. And he actually has been playing really good. Um, if you look at some of his stats, like, I mean, off the tee hasn't been great, but he's checking his, his irons really well. Like you look at some of his Euro tour stats over there. Like it's like gaining like shot and a half hour with the irons, two shots per hour with the irons, like consistently over and over. And I mean, listen, this is the type of golf course for him. He's got win equity. I don't, I was actually kind of hoping his outright odds would be closer to 100 to one, but he's priced more to like 50 to one this week. But I mean, no one's on him. He's got zero ownership in this range. I mean, no one's going to be on him. I think he's actually kind of a nice pivot play, right? You're like, away from like Dylan Fortelli, Like, I know you really like Fortelli. He's great. But like, if you look at his like ball striking numbers, like that last week, what happened to him last week is an outlier. He's not that guy, and I think that's actually going to regress this week too. And like, he only really he does it all with scrambling, basically. Like that—that's his game. Like he's a bad putter. He's okay off the team. but he's not a good iron player naturally. And I think that's going to hurt him this week. I think. I think like this price point right here, I look yeah. for Telly, and I see like twenty guys below him that I think I would take over him. So yeah, I mean, listen, if you want to go back to him, like after no, last I'm not, week, listen, I'm,
0: I'm not married to Fratelli, man. Yeah. That's fine.
1: <laughs> see, all, all right. right. I'll listen to you Uh, on that one. um, I mean, fool me. I mean, Keegan's putt really well the last two weeks and I refuse to believe you're right. The fact that you just (laughs) figure it out. So, you know, fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. It's not going to happen. King Bradley, you're going (laughs) to put like ass this week. (laughs) <laughs> I think you're going to burn everybody. And then gonna, He's got a terrible course history here too. Yeah. There, and then there is a movement on Wyndham Clark this week. I don't really get it. And I know he's played well the flight like, in two events, but he is a garbage ball striker. He's yeah. off with his irons. Like, I don't know. He's a bogey machine. Sometimes I don't think I can get on that at $8,000 with him. I would rather go with Ben on who I know can at least, you know, hit it competently T to green. And yeah. you know what? You're right. Has a good attitude. So I don't know anyone wants to play Wyndham Clark this week and just banging on course history, you know, good luck. Jesus. Are people really talking about Wyndham Clark? Everyone's talking about Wyndham Clark. <laughs> it, it's all because he did really good in, in two events here.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I see what, it. You what did know he, I see. He, got, he got a top, he, he finished seventh two years ago and 11th last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, but you just mentioned with like Ricky Fowler, he went first cut, second cut. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like the, cut, the cut is literally right around the corner of this place. And if you're a terrible ball striker, you're more susceptible to yeah. get cut. So, yeah, I, I don't like Clark this week. All right. Cool. I like it. All right. And so, all right. So I, I'll listen
0: to you on Fratelli. I'm not with you on Keimer, though. I don't know. But, like, whatever. You definitely d- dug deeper than I did uh, as far as like his Euro numbers and shit. Uh, but I already have a matchup against him. So. Whatever. I'm already in. So, okay. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> say lobby. All right. Break down that 7K range for us. Who you like, who you don't like.
1: All right. So, there's a couple guys priced right near each other that are like the polar opposite players that aren't getting a whole lot of ownership. And I kind of like them. So, let's start with JT Poston. So, bad ball trigger. I know I just went on a rant about Wyndham Clark and. <laughs> How bad of a ball striker he is, and I just go right to JT Post and it shows I'm a hypocrite. I, you know, manipulate stats in order to fit my narrative. So, there we go. So, the courses are here, but like the difference between Wyndham Clark and JT Poston is that Clark is terrible at all those other composite, like positional golf courses, and Poston's actually pretty good. Like at Wile Sedgefield, Innisfil, like a lot of these positional golf courses, he does tend to do pretty well. And maybe I just need to throw. Caution. The wind just like trust it with him. So he's not getting any ownership. And then Russell Knox, the complete opposite. Great ball striker, can't putt. I mean, those two would make a fantastic two-man scramble. So you know maybe they should play together at the Zurich in a couple weeks. But listen, I mean, same thing. Good here. Good at positional golf courses. Great ball striker. Doesn't make a whole lot of bogeys. I like it. So and he's not getting a lot of ownership either. And then moving down, two other guys paired right next to each other that are the complete opposite. Aaron Wise, the uh, the vice president of hashtag Team No Putt, uh, you know a great uh, co-captain. The Ben on there, but you know what? Listen, this is an event. Like you look at guys who do well here, like your Luke List, your Ben Ons, like Adam Scott has always notoriously had trouble with the putter, and you go to this place and you just ball strike it to death, and you kind of masculate like, your deficiencies on the greens. Maybe wise can do it. He's been so good to to green. And then he just four putts like, you know, twice around. So I don't know. I mean, he's getting zero ownership again. I can I think he can do what Ben on does? I don't think there's any reason. I mean, I've seen him like the course industry is okay here. So I think he can get around. And and then the other end of the spectrum, Pat and Desire. You know, again, like good really good, you know, putter on Bermuda hasn't been very good here, but his iron's been really good lately. And maybe it's kind of turned around like, and the, like, it's weird. Like his iron has been really good lately, but the putting has been good. Like at some point they kind of marry that up. Maybe it's good. You know, give me a good finish. So, you know, none of those guys are really getting a whole lot of steam. It's, you know, like everyone's going to Streelman, you know, you got your James Hans, Ryan Moore Matthew Neeson down the card there who, you know, I like, but they're pushed. They're going to be over 10%. And you know, I'm probably looking for pivot plays here, and I see some upside with these guys. And you know, I think maybe that can be a good play. I and guys, we do not share picks. Prior to,
0: I like Poston, I like Knox. Uh, those are my two guys in the upper seven range. So that's either a good sign or a fucking terrible sign. There's going to oh. be no in between. Well, why do oh. you like them then? For the so same I, I. do So kind of, I also like how, how posted could just all of a sudden just go insanely hot with his putter. Right. You know what I mean? Like he could just get hot and he can carry himself at least a day, if not two days uh, with his putter. and look, same, same as I it says off the top, like Knox is good in the wind, right? He plays good in the wind. And yeah, like I I like him there. and then, man, I kind of struggle this. you know I'm on list, um, and we'll see if my theory holds up as far as him playing better on fucking hot courses, you know uh, it's a shorter course, obviously, plays hard. Um, and uh, sticking with my win gut narrative, I'm going back to Matt Jones. Um, he did all right for me a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know. I don't what's this fucking tournament history here? Does he even have any? <laughs> the,
1: um, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's acceptable. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
0: it's fine. Like whatever you're paying $7,400. I'm not betting him outright to win, right? But I feel like that's somebody who can make the cut, maybe grind out some birdies and give me a decent placement. Um, especially if the wind really kicks up and I'm with you, man. Listen, uh, that theory that we had works great with, especially when there's like one, maybe two outliers with the chalky seven K players last week was weird. Cause it was like fucking four or five of them that were all pretty chalky all around the same. Uh, Streelman is the is the huge outlier in this one, and I'm sticking with that theory, 100% fade. I might even bet him to miss the cut.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm actually lucky that because I was a couple of matchups with Kevin Streelman paired up with guys. I'm like, ooh, that's good. But I didn't. Luckily, I saw the DFS ownership, and I'm like, nope, don't do that. So, <laughs> nope. And I and I think the difference between last week why it worked was who were the guys are chalky. Will Zalatoris, great yeah. player. Like right. Corey Connors, a really good player. Like. Kevin Streelman, Like he's a good player, but man, like what do you think about
0: going back? What do you think about going back to the well with whiskey?
1: He's been getting yeah. some chatter and I don't really see it. Like, okay. I mean, doesn't really pop with really anything other than he's a good scrambler, but I mean, he put really horribly at TBC sawgrass. And he played well at Bay Hill, yep. so I don't know. I think that might be a little too cute. Okay, but but I have I have heard his name bounced around. Okay, like and listen, he's seventy two hundred dollars. Like, listen, I'm not going to tell you don't play anyone under seventy five hundred dollars yeah. because yeah, this is a, a crap. He's throwing shoot. dots, okay. yeah, he's throwing dots. Yeah, like if you want to bet him one hundred and twenty five to one, go ahead. I'm not going to care. You're going to hear some guys I bet like over hundred to one, and you're going to be. <laughs> you know, I have no, I have no, no right to throw stones at anybody for, the, for those plays, But it's it's not for me. Like but he's not a good ball striker. I'm really on this. Like, like, I don't care how you do putting just, if you're a good ball striker, if you're consistent T to green, you're pretty much good for me. So um, I'm not on him. I mean, I, mean, I guess if there's someone down like the low 7,000 hour range. Like,
0: I don't know. I mean, what about Reedy?
1: Yeah, that's the one. I mean, he is probably uh, the treasurer of hashtag team. No, but no, but no yeah, yeah. Right. My, that's, that's B- weird. He's big, I do. He's a big, a good putter. I don't know what happened to him. Um, you should try yeah, to do uh, I mean, claw grip that everybody's doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I kind of like him too this week, although I think he's getting, he's getting some ownership too. So I don't know. That's tough. Oh, and then, shit, I, I mean, there, 10%, 10%. There, yeah, there's one more guy down here. That's hashtag team. No putt. Uh, I think he's the, uh, the coffee boy of the, uh, the meeting though. And that's Lucas Glover. He's just been flat out bad lately. And I don't even know if that's, if I can even jump on him. It just, I I've tried using Lucas Glover for the past month. Cause again, it's like, all right, the ball has been good, but he just is so big of a mess on the greens that I don't think I could do it. So, um, Yeah, I I think I got nothing. Do you got anything else for seven thousand an hour? Nah. I
0: think it's I think it's I I mean whatever. Like like you said, like I mean, avoid the jock. Pick who you like down here. Stick with good ball strikers. Go with you got like this. This fucking fifty of these guys. It looks like Uh, whatever. Uh, Real quick, just to stay on brand. Vegas makes the cut here, and I I overlooked this. He came in second last week in Puerto Rico, or not last week, but was it last week or two weeks ago?
1: ago? I think he did actually. Yeah. Why is this different than Puerto Rico? strength of strength of fucking forces well, about d- the different grass same. type and it, it's just a different golf course right. yeah. yeah i mean the the course in Puerto Rico is basically like a resort course okay. this is mm-hmm. technically Much a resort fun. course but on steroids yeah. Yeah, and an evil one see, yeah. and once kicking in the nuts over and over and over <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly All right. All right. before we uh, do our dumpster dive down to the 6k are you looking to get an edge to make smarter bets during match Madness bet qls Algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. Your back brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have, have to. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Bet smart and not hard. Use promo code March thirty for thirty percent off. BetQL for the entire year. That's betql.com. Promo code March thirty, and you get thirty percent off for the entire year. Sounds like a pretty good deal. All right, man. All right. Dumpster dive time.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I like Jim Furyk this week, but I can't use him DFS. I know. No. Same, same. Now part. that, had, now I that ship, yeah. I would rather burn like just a single bet on him. Yeah, and exactly. Not have him just ruin the lineup. So we'll save him, talk him for him to later, but I understand why people are, um, for reasons. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I, I listen, I understand
0: why he's shocked It's just scary. Yeah. 15, 15% Jim Furyk. Come on, man.
1: Like, right. Uh, I mean, Cameron person, Tom Hogue, you're in ownership. I like them a lot. I always like them and I'll save their talk for them until later. Uh, so the guys I actually like for DFS though, um, John Hodd like I'm surprised he's not getting, I mean, he's getting like 4% ownership, but it's not crazy. I thought he would actually be getting more cause he's been kind of a darling. Of everybody's but Really accurate, okay. History here, okay. History like some other positional golf courses. Been playing pretty well, decent scrambler, good putter, doesn't make a lot of bogeys. Sounds good to me for $6,900. And then what's Brian? like I thought you and me were talking about him, like, all right, we're just gonna bet him outright. I haven't heard his name at all, as far Ooh, as I like, like it. I yeah, like it. I and then like I, he's only played two events this year. He played Wiley and he played Genesis, made the cut in both, both, yeah, yeah good here. Ball string numbers are great. I'm not sure why there's not as much buzz, but yeah, I like them. So I'll take it. Um, you know, I always like Bo Hogue and I yeah. was on him last week and I'm going to go back again this week for same reasons. You know, he's a good. Iron player, good scrambler, good putter. doesn't make a lot of bogeys. That's fine here. And then going way down Kramer Hickok and nothing really pops off the page, except for the course history, which it's only two, like it's only eight rounds. I don't care about that. Okay. But what I do like is that, I mean, he's played awful lately and it's probably as anybody often, but at I and PJ West, where you, you got to keep it in play, you, you know, keep it, you know, in the fairway there, he did really well. I think he had like two top 30 finishes there. And that's similar here, and maybe that's why in two events here he actually played pretty well. So I kind of like him this week, and no one's really going on him, and I think that's a nice cheap option to go to uh, in this range. Hey, super cheap. All yeah. right, cool. All right, so
0: listen, you know I'm on what, Brian? Um, so what do you think about uh, Schwartzel? No, just dead silence. Okay, so uh, I don't know, man. Like you're on mute, Steve. 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 Uh, Steve. <laughs> that's twice the show we've done that. Listen, guys, and we are recording late and it's fucking daylight savings time. So
1: whatever. Fuck you yeah. guys. All, all, well, all our kids' schedules, sleep schedules are messed up. So give uh, us a pass. Awful. Right? Exactly. So yeah. All right. I mean, so he's got good course history numbers here, good composite course history numbers. I'm not sh- I'm pretty sure that's from like early 2010s. So okay. i not believe okay. that law striking numbers are not very good. But listen, I mean he's got a pedigree. It's I, He made noise at the 3M last year. That's a golf course that had a lot of water. I mean, he did. Why he had one good round Riviera. I think that was the last. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listen, listen. I mean, like, if it's if you're asking me to pick between Charles Schwartzel and Grayson Murray, who's also sixty-eight hundred dollars, I'm probably pick Charles Schwartzel. That's not really a high bar to clear, but yeah. Whatever. I, I'm okay. not gonna fault you for anybody under six thousand dollars. And I think you make a case for literally anyone. Do you have a pulse and you <laughs> the middle of the club face? You're fine probably for this week because who the hell knows what's gonna happen with this this place?
0: It really is fucking insane that like anybody can win this thing. Like, yeah. it, it, really, what's the difference between the sixty-one hundred golfer and the sixty-six hundred dollar golfer? Literally, literally nothing. Exactly. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Um, yeah, but I like all the guys you, you you took as well. Um, but my my biggest play down here is Bryant. Like I said, I already have him outright. Um, yeah, man, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, why <laughs> your boy Rob Oppenheim? No. Like no. It, no, no. I
1: can he's, make a case for Oppenheim. Can you?
0: Because I was yeah. looking at him and, like, I just feel like he does it so
1: much with his putter. Like, actually, you, you have it wrong. He does nothing with his putter. It's all the ball striking's been good he's good scramble. He does nothing with the putter.
0: Oh, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'm confusing the putting with the scrambling in my brain. So, yeah. I mean, it came in seventh at the Puerto Rico Open, 39th at Pebble.
1: Oh, I'm going to bully in the Ben Rob Oppenheim.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, look, like, okay. All right, not too bad. All right. Oh, fifteenth at the Windham. There you go. Correlated go. mm. golf course. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck it. All right. All, all
1: right, right. There we go. <laughs> all right. All right. That so, didn't take much convincing. Nah, uh, I don't need my amp. Anyone face. else? I mean, you've been on a CT pancake lately. Are you find? Yeah, you dude. I, yeah, I'm done oh, getting my right, dick slammed in a draw with him. Thanks, but yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, Chase Seifert for like $6,200 is a decent ball striker. I mean, at least on paper. There's nothing really else going for him, but. What about Graham McDowell? He's been bad. Has he been bad? Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like, I mean, he's mostly been playing Middle East and he was awful over there. He was bad last fall on the Euro tour. Hard pass. Okay, cool. He's just a guy I like to root for. So, um, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. I think that's it. That's it, brother. I think it's just a uh, big short time, homie.
1: You know, I actually didn't think about big short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, uh, all right. No so, fucking big short what? this week. You know what? This is, I'm just gonna make it easy. Kevin Streelman, 7000 <laughs> hour chalk, missed the cut. <laughs> there you go. Right, yeah. Good deal. Good deal, man. All right. So yeah, man, I guess it's
0: just uh, one and done time. So, uh, I can just fucking waste breath for 30 seconds and just be wrong
1: okay
0: so why don't you go first so i was going between henley and burger because i feel like i like it, the way the top guys have been winning burgers ribs scare me so i can't think of any other fucking golf course i'll ever think about to take a henley so i'm taking henley
1: okay all right so i've already used sung i i've already okay. used burger i've already used henley so i okay. can't use that oh boy um I don't really care about the certain mush that uh, certain guys put on this, you know? Oh, okay. Party. And I'm not going to use him again. And you know what? Listen, after taking a zero at the biggest purse of the year oh, with Xander dude. Shoffley last week, oh. I got to start swinging for fences here. I got to start going against the grain a little bit. I mean, listen, he's a popular pick, but you know what? Fuck it. Okay. I'm never going to use him again. I like him this week. Shane Lowry, let's go. All right, come on. I like yeah. it. Damn, I, it I, I, yeah, we, I can literally do I can't do any worse than last week. So why not? Yeah, Let's just go. Yeah. Listen, I like it. And uh,
0: yeah, we are at a huge disadvantage because what in our little one, like a bunch of guys had fucking JT. We're going to be fucking digging out of the hole all goddamn year. Not uh, right.
1: Yeah. No, at least there's only 12 guys to catch up to instead of the 3,000. Thousand. Like to catch up to. <laughs> exactly. I got to catch up to like 2,000 people. Yeah, yeah. T- taking a zero at the biggest event of the year. Yeah. Don't do that in one and done. If I yes, have one piece of advice, it. don't do that. Dude, fucking Tommy's in like 130th place in the Mayo Cup, bro. Unbelievable. <laughs> he must not be listening to us then. Just fading <laughs> our picks.
0: Yeah, fucking. <laughs> probably, probably a good fucking idea for the one and does Not for the betting and the DFS though. Uh, that no, is definitely popular. not. But that's what that's what's nice about the betting, right? Like, I don't have to just pick one.
1: Yeah. I yeah. This hundred dollars we did the Mayo Cup just. Psh, burn yes.
0: done Let whatever what, I can
1: make it what, back on a weekend it's all good dude I burn more than that
0: on like fucking first round leaders like way exactly. more than that first round leaders um, that's a nice segue by the way to, uh, yeah Do you like that you see what I did there ah, there, there we right. Go.
1: Yeah.
0: all right so I've been coming first, on
1: this yeah, podcast. give them give them your lean baby give them your all lean. right so I've been coming on this podcast you know and uh giving you guys some leans uh last week, even though we didn't get the correct golfer, we got the correct lean. So I got lean this week. So, you know, going back to since 2013, we have had 12 guys share the lead. And honestly, there's no correlation between any of them. You know, as far as like, we've had Rory McIlroy come in and, you know, be the first on the year, Sergio Webb Simpson, like Harris English, like premium players, you know, good ball strikers have done, you know, you know, done first round lead. We've had garbage players be first round leader. You know, we had Jim Herman back in 2015 be first round leader, Cody Gribble, who won the Sanderson back in like 2016 and then was never heard of again. Apparently, here though, when he was first round leader, you know, Tom Lewis, like he was first round leader. So, like, as far as quality of player, it's not really a whole lot there. But the lean is more about where they start. So, Nine of the last twelve guys who had at least a share of the lead going back twenty thirteen started on one. And it kind of makes sense because the hardest part of PJ National is the back nine. And while there is a the case of, well, if you get through the bear trap unscathed, you know, you can do well there. I mean, let's face it, most guys are me having bogeys like really early on, like going through there. You're not gonna escape, you know, you know, without like a couple of scratches. You know, in round one. So if you start on the back, I mean you might just start off your route really poorly and then just check out the rest of it. At least if you start on one, you know, you can build some momentum and then you get to the bear trap and then you kind of really buckle down and you're like you're kind of in a groove too. You've had like 14 holes to like, you know, get comfortable. Maybe then you go through the bear trap unscathed, and then you got 18 a birdie hole right at the end. So got start on guys on one. There doesn't seem just looking back at the last eight years. Uh, not, or six of them start in the afternoon, six of them start in the morning, but I'm not sure how weather played into it. And look at the weather report for Thursday, looks like the morning is going to be the the better draw. So just overall, I think he cut the field in half part a first round leader starts on one, and then maybe shade for guys in the morning. So
0: yeah, and like, I, mean, I, I, I got one, I got one guy in the afternoon going off of one only for okay. FOMO, everybody there else.
1: Is I moment. mean, I, me personally, I don't have really picks just because I just Spell it out for you, and literally, like anybody can be first round leader. So just follow that simple formula, like, but bet at those guys, and maybe you'll hit one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and this, I mean, like, I don't know. I literally went through and I got like two guys for one group. Uh, so whatever. I got Bryant at 12, <laughs> 1250 to one, Reedy at, at, uh, 660 to one, List 660 to one, uh, Pat, Patrick Rogers at twelve fifty to one. Like we didn't talk about him in DFS. Love that dude. I do, and I don't know why. Um and, done uh, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. And then <laughs> Johnny Vegas, uh, one thousand to one. And then Keegan's my only afternoon guy. Um, okay. And it's just and it's just FOMO, Man, it, that's only five hundred to
1: one. So two of the guys you mentioned there have been first round leaders in this event before. Johnny Vegas in twenty nineteen fired at sixty four, cool. um, and then Wesley Bryan twenty seventeen. Uh, funny enough, they start on 10 though. So, oh no. Uh, yeah, so maybe that's bad. And then this is actually, I didn't realize this. This is the advent of the full Camillo. And back in 2013, Camillo Vijegas was first wow. round leader, fired at 64, had a 77 on Friday, missed the cut. Yeah. So it was this tournament. So that gives you a clue right there that even if one of your guys on Thursday has an awesome rounder, like even if he ha- shoots like a four over, on Thursday, don't give up. Yeah. I mean, Mackenzie Hughes last year made the cut on the number after a really poor I, it was either Thursday or Friday. He was really awful. And then it made the fair. cut on the number and then was 66, 66 over the weekend, finished second. So don't give up on DFS lineup. Don't give up on a matchup. Don't even give up on an outright. You know, and they after Thursday, too, we'll talk about it. It might give you some opportunities to live bet, just you know. Basically, don't get too happy too quick, and don't get too sad too quick. Things can change in a hurry at this event.
0: Yeah, I really think the live betting, seeing seeing what the conditions are like, seeing who's coming out and playing, like I really feel like this is a good opportunity for us to to just be on our toes, pay attention to it, and and make those live bets. Um, all right, so. I guess top 10s, top 20s. I don't have any top 20s right now. Like, I just, okay. I hate the, I hate fucking the odds of the top 20s. They don't, they don't get my juices flowing enough. And there's not enough upside, like whatever. Like, I could just bet something else and fucking whatever.
1: Yeah, this week, I mean, just, it's not great. Like, you're paying like four to one, five to one. Guys are just not very good. Right. So, exactly. I mean, I got, a, I got a couple I'm looking at. I don't, okay. so I say that, I told you I was saving them till later. Adam Scott. Okay. Every, everyone is off him. And everyone's kind of burying him right now. And I think so. What's been going on with Adam Scott is he's been fiddling around with his driver and his shaft with a driver. So he's been testing different drivers' heads. He's had like a forty-eight inch shaft. He's had a lighter shaft. And finally, he said, "Fuck it," went back to the old shaft. During you know during mid round during Sawgrass, wasn't really good on Saturday. Was a little better on Sunday. And all those problems have really been off the tee. And we may mention earlier the iron play has not been very good, but I'm not sure if it's because he's just been putting something awful of positions off the tee, or if it's like actually he's struggling. I think it's actually more off the team. If he actually, you know, can ditch the driver for a little bit, just hit irons and hybrids off the tee, I think he's gonna be fine. I kind of like this week to at top ten for plus three fifty. And this is the admin I'm gonna go with Adam Scott instead of having him just like me be wrong, and then him yeah. just like lay a defense lineup on fire. So I like that. That's my that's my only top ten, though. Other than that, I did not really like anything.
0: <laughs> I did, I did, I did Vegas and List oh, for top God.
1: ten. You know, honestly, List I can I, I'm okay with Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know. man. You, listen, like I, this is this is literally what we talked about the other day. Like, I just I, I need like. I mean, like some, I, what's that? Like, I don't know. I need like a shock collar or something when I start, like fucking like, like I do, like, I just bet, I, I just bet too much. I eat in my own fucking profit and like, whatever. but it's fun. I don't give a fuck. Like whatever dude, With Vegas. It's I'll be super happy. And if he hit and I didn't bet, I'd be fucking beside myself. So it's almost like I'd rather bet it that way. The peace of mind is there and I don't care about the money. You know what I mean? Like it, I'd be more upset if I didn't bet it. Like, you know what I mean? I don't
1: know. Okay. <laughs> so those, uh, those are my top 20s comments. I'm on. Um, I mean, I made the case for Martin Keimer earlier. You get him a plus two seventy-five for a top twenty. I like that. Jim Fears plus plus four hundred for a top twenty. I like that. Uh, I made a case for Aaron Wise plus four hundred, and then Cameron Percy. I just like him plus four hundred. But other than that, like the guys who are like five, six, seven to one. Like I know, like you're supposed to say shots are, but like I have no idea what no. to do with them. And like even like like the guys up for the top. Like I don't want to pay plus one ten on like. Taylor Gooch here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm those are really the only ones I'm considering. And I, I just I, honestly, positional props this week, not great. So, yeah, if you, uh, if, if you want to save it for March Madness, what you would be doing, positional props, that might be fine. Save it for March Madness a lot better, man. I'm telling you, save some fucking bullets. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. And then uh, I did forget I took Lowry at plus 210 for a top 10 as well. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right, before, uh, since we got everybody so excited about matchups and any more, uh, more exotics. Listen, are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free match madness betting contest. There's 8K in cash prizes up for grabs, and there's less than 100 players joined to date. Ooh, that's overlay. I like that. I don't know anything about college basketball. So if anybody does who's listening, that sounds like some serious overlay, and I love overlay. Um, here's how it works you place a risk free fantasy bet throughout the tournament against real odds and lines. So most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you're in the top three, most at the end, you'll win a share of the AK stats right before the first four tip off It's graded based on units in profit. The most units in profit in the end wins cash. Players can play as many or as few picks as they like one, two, or three unit picks money line spread and totals available. And Ozcrowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built for sports betters. Feel free to download. You can live group chat with other betters, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies and much more. So download the app for free or go to sports dot podcast.com slash odds. That's sports dot slash odds. And listen, if you're helmed by a team of trend watching data devouring sports, fanatic wise guys giving you who and how and the why behind every prediction on every game and every day, in every sport and all for free, it's PixWise.com. PixWise presents the capper contest to follow with the likes of John Rosty and Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts, all competing for a 10K cash prize. Follow the action for their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting PixWise.com slash match, match, match madness. <laughs> That's PixWise.com slash match dash madness. All right, so I know. Okay, <laughs> so all
1: right, you got any exotics? I only have two. I have. I actually, I got a couple that we can do. I mean, it's Not mostly just miscuts, and then I have a, a unique one in the back end. So maybe this is just me being afraid of all the steam that Joaquin right. Neiman is on, and the fact that I got him at twenty to one, and I saw him at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, where we're getting these odds, and he was all the way down to thirteen to one. Thirteen, yeah. 13. Yeah, not not awesome. I would not bet that if you haven't been on him already. But plus oh. three hundred missed the cut. But to balance
0: it that. out. Oh, oh my god, dude. I you, think this might be you're important. trying to. I, I mean, might, that is a that is a ridiculous middle. Like that's not like taking okay, two and a half and three and a half. You know what,
1: half. You know what, five, you know what five, <laughs> I'm not going to bet it. But I think at this point, if you have not bet Joaquin Neiman for the outright, I think you need to bet the missed cut. There is yeah. so much steam on this guy. Like, and there, it just it's. I, so I can I can feel it coming.
0: Yeah. So listen, I, while I do agree with your sentiment, okay, I do. And I listen, I'm I'm pro- uh, just as superstitious, if not more superstitious than you with this type of shit. So, but I, I mean, whatever, man. Like we told people to bet J T twenty one. You know how many people didn't bet it because it was sixteen to one, and they just lost out, right? So like. Once again, a number is only a good number if it fucking hits and who gives a shit if you hit it at fucking 20 or 13, it's still plus money, right?
1: Let me put a gun to your head. I have to tell you, you got to bet Joaquin Neiman, 13, one win this tournament. How do you feel?
0: I mean, I have to bet him. Well, I mean, there's no choice.
1: I don't feel great. Right. But, but I, would like, say, whatever. I would say, I would say, I was trigger.
0: <laughs> no, man. Like, look, and I, I that's, get what you're that's saying. A,
1: that's a ridiculous price.
0: Hey, oh dude. It's, it's a stupid price. Right. And I'm not, I'm not advocating anyone to go bet it. Right. Obviously it's, it's different than JT 20 to one snap bet. And like, whatever, 16 to one, you know, if you're betting a hundred bucks, dude, who gives a shit? Like who cares? Like gives a shit. Right. Like if you think he's going to win, think he's going to fucking win.
1: All right. I'm saying to you, if you haven't been on Neiman yet, I think you should bet that. So, um, same thing I feel about Keegan Bradley with all the steam. miscut plus Cut plus one eighty. I hate. I know you, you hate that. I you know hate I I think you, you know, hurt I'm my right. heart. You hurt my mom. right? And then we both talked about Kevin Struman in cut, just all that steam. Plus one fifty.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, so yeah,
1: that, that's the only miscut product I
0: have right now. Is okay. really plus is one right, right, really
1: So I, I got one more. So the winner's score on the 18th hole, and this one, I actually got a little bit of a lean on. So, and it's the 18th hole. I mean, it's basically the same cookie cutter par five design at all the Jack was golf course, but still the second easiest hole in the golf course plays under par. So for the last eight winners, have buried the 18th in the final round. There's been three pars of one bogey, and there's a couple ways to play this. Then, you know, either you can bet plus 150 that the winner's going to have a birdie, or just bet plus 100 that it's not going to be a par. Maybe it makes a bogey, birdie. Maybe he doubles it. Who knows? So, I mean, birdies have happened more often in the last eight years, you know. And then it's five the last eight years. It would be it's not a par. And pars the like minus 130 is a favorite. So bet the underdogs there. I mean, that's statistically what's been happening. So I like that play. Okay. All right. I don't mind that. Um, I'm back at the nationality props this week. Um, I'm going Ben on
0: <laughs> top Asian <vision>. Okay. <laughs> Plus 550. Whatever. Like, I don't know, man. Like, once again, I just never know what to do with fucking goddamn him. So um, I think, I mean, it's basically between those two. I mean, Cage Lee, like, I don't know. Uh, like I looked at him, I liked him, but then it seemed like he was catching some steam as far as DFS with the ownership. You can see how it like changes. Um, and I told you, I'm sick of slamming my dick in the drawer with CT pants. So it's really between three goddamn guys. So fuck it. Give me give me the guy in the middle. <laughs> I'll take the guy All in the right. middle. And then uh, Norlander uh, for top continental Europe, right? Like these really? Guys, he, yeah. Plus five. Yeah, plus five hundred. Oh, never mind. I moved to. Four fifty on on DK Sportsbook, whatever. Plus four fifty is Keimer, Norin, Sabatini, Straka, RCB. Like, come on. Oh, your boy Stenson. You might want to throw some money on him, man. Maybe he makes a comeback. Plus sixteen hundred. That's so disrespectful. Is it though? Is it?
1: We'll talk about him in a little bit. All right. All right. right. Uh, How about some matchup props? What do you got? All right. So.
0: See, like now I'm really fucking scared because you bullied me into beating or uh, betting them outright. Right. And and I fucking ended up taking a top 10 on them too. Uh, and I took a first round lead on them and you sent me this motherfucking matchup that I was already like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I already feel like I'm too heavy on Keegan. I don't really love him this week. And I fucking of course I fucking hammered it. Bradley fucking minus one fifteen over Fowler. The only thing that makes me feel okay about it is Fowler is so bad right now. But dude, there is a pit in my stomach about all my Bradley bets that I fucking hate you for. <laughs>
1: like is, I would have found it's it the same feeling you have when you bet all those Fleetwood bets last week? No, I felt good about those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know what? Maybe the fact you feel bad about this one means you know the opposite's going to happen.
0: Maybe. So there you go. Bradley Bradley over Fowler uh and then I got uh Fratelli uh minus 125 over Keimer, list or oh, minus 120 over Wu. And I got posting over Kaziri uh, at minus 1 125. I just think that that Kaziri guy. After somebody in Slack asked about him, um, I don't think either of us replied, but we can reply later. Um, the like uh, I looked into it. That dude is wild off the fucking tee.
1: Yeah, but you're not using driver here.
0: I mean, you're still using driver at some point. Not, you a, mean, you not got... a lot of holes. It,
1: it, you look at where they're hitting and like a lot of these tee shots are going like 240, like 230. They're playing positional golf here. Yeah, whatever. I still like posting it anyway. We already talked. About all right. It, so, fine. Fine. Yeah. You're not going to hear about my narrative. Well, I actually have a Kazire la- matchup, and it's against the guy you like for top count all year. I like Kazire at minus one 20 over Henrik Norlander. Uh, I don't think you know this because I've been a big Henrik Norlander fan. He's broken. I know. He has been. An- very broken, and I don't think it's going to really turn around here. I mean, he's been struggling with the Irons the last couple of tournaments. His putter has been abysmal, too. And I like cause cause Kizir, Kazir's form coming in, so minus 120. I like him. I mean, I, I know I said that I like Adam Scott, I got a top 10 on him, but he shouldn't be like minus 135 over Chris Kirk and Lee Westwood. They're both plus 105 against him in a head to head. I like that. And then I like your boy Luke List this week, okay? You know. Uh, secretary, of the hashtag team no put. Oh yeah, he's 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 a
0: consigliere. Yeah, the, he's uh, taking
1: on the coffee boy of the the board meeting. Uh, Lucas Glover in a matchup at minus one seventeen. List has been about a shot per round better than Glover over his last sixteen rounds. That should be a coin flip. I like List. Okay, cool. I like those. Um, all
0: right, man. So uh, I guess uh, outrights. rights. All right. Why don't you go first? All right. So. <sighs> I got Lowry at plus two fifty, and then I got to remember what I got Henley at while I looked that up. Hang on, Keegan at fucking five hundred to one, West Bryant twelve fifty to one, Luke List six uh, six sixty to one, and I got Henley. I'm looking up the number now. I felt like I got to go light on the on the outrights, and I really feel like I'm just going to try to take advantage of of some numbers as they come up on Friday, Saturday, and things like that.
1: Okay, so I went a little heavier and than I thought I would, <laughs> okay. and maybe it's because I don't know. I mean, I know I think there's going to be opportunities to live bet. I don't know if this tournament I want to, because really? literally a triple bogey is one hole away. <laughs> so cool. I feel like while yes, if you, there is opportunities to live bet, you could really get yourself in a lot of trouble. And I think for my approaches, I'm gonna take some of these outrights, and there's some there's a lot of long shots I went on okay, and that's it. And I'm gonna do round to round matchups the rest of the weekend. That's how we're gonna make money. yeah, that's so right. so the favorites I went on early, and we we talked about this earlier, that the last like six or seven years, it's either been one of the big favorites or the top of the board would win or it's an extreme long shot. And like by. Extreme Extreme long shot, we're talking like 200 to one plus. Like, oh, Keith, yeah, like Keith Mitchell won a couple of years ago. He was 200 to one. Patrick Harrington, I don't even know what his odds were. I couldn't even find those. Um, Say they were Russell Henley. I couldn't find what those odds were. Like, Michael Thompson, like, he was part of the field. Like, I, I, I it's either just dirt cheap or favorites. Now, the thing, uh, and you brought up a good point, is how does the strength of the field affect us. And I think what it does is it takes like a lot of guys that like usually be like 200 to one. And now they're in like the hundred hundred and fifty 50 to one range. You know, they get pushed up. Right. I think the top of the card, though, like looking at some of the favorites who are here. It's about similar to what other years are. It's just like this middle tier. It's just non existent. It's like high society and poverty. So, <laughs> so I went on a general, that general theme Okay. So high society guys for me, I got four Joaquin Neiman, I'm a 20 to one. I'm ambivalent based on all the steam, but you know what? My money's gone. Uh, Shane Lowry. I got it at 28 to one. He is a certain person's uh, bet of the week. Uh, It's probably gonna get mush, but you know what? My money's gone. You know what? You might've called it. I have a blind spot for Kirk, Chris Kirk. I I think he's going to win at some point, probably soon. 45 to one. I took it. And then I like cam Davis. I believe in the guy. I don't want to not be there when he first wins. He's done well here. He does well at other positional golf courses. He can, he's not just a one trick pony, not just a bomb and gouger. He does a lot of things. Well, I like him. And then I have eight guys as long shots <laughs> and I got, them, so, you did so, go so, heavy so, this week in outrights. I mean, I didn't go, I'm not, I'm not throwing like a well, hundred bucks on these guys. I know. I'm I, know. Gonna, I know. like five, 10 bucks on these guys. I'm not right, exactly. I'm yeah. Going, yeah. going nuts. So I got him at over a hundred one. These DraftKings prices are a little different, but I'm going to try, I'm going to name eight names and you just tell me yay or nay. So okay. Ryan Moore, 80 to one, Nay. yay or nay. Why nay. not? I, I don't
0: like him. Okay. He's like, it just seems like, uh, so I, I was looking at him on DFS and it's, it seems like there should be a course for him, but I feel like he never shows up the courses that seem like they fit him.
1: Okay. Solid ball striker. He's a proven winner on PG tour. You get done. Sorry. James Hahn, nine to one. Hey, why not? Fuck it. Yeah. Good. Just solid player. Yeah. Tom Hoagie, nine to one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to win at some point. Yeah. maybe. This week. Matthew Neesmith, nine to one. Nah. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: One of the better ball strikers in this range.
0: Yeah. I don't know, but he's been fading since fucking, I feel like the waste management
1: I mean, he's only had one bad ball striking performance. It's been the putter, but this is the hashtag Team No Putt event.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I mean, whatever, fine with it then. Who gives a shit? Like John Ha,
1: huh, one hundred to one. <laughs> yeah,
0: fine. I'm fine with that. All I think right. he's a good. I think he's actually a pretty solid player. All right. Sep Straka, one twenty five to one. <laughs> so I'll never bet him to win an outright tournament. I love. I usually like Straka for like first
1: round leader type shit. I, dude, I can't put money on him to win a tournament. It's got close a couple times. He finished t five in Houston. He finished did yeah, well yeah. the Rocket Mortgage Cup last year. I look where I look where he heads at, man. Fucking fucking throw right, five fine. ten on. Who gives a shit? Fine. Wesley Bryan one fifty to one. I uh, already told you, Mario. I'll okay. read And then the most disrespectful number on the <laughs> board this week. Two fifty to one Henrik Stenson. Now let me tell you oh, something before you turn off this podcast. I'm gonna make stop. a case. I'm gonna make a case. I am not a fair judge. I love this guy. He has been awful. I'm not going to lie to you, but here's the thing. And I'm not trying to compare Justin Thomas to Henrik Stenson, but we just kind of saw a guy who was really struggling and it wasn't just off the courses used with Justin Thomas. There were on course issues every day. He was awful off the tee. He could not hit a drive straight. Bro. And he managed to turn around two weeks. And with a lot of these guys, who just have good pedigrees? Sometimes they just find it and it just comes. And if Henrik Stenson is right, this is a perfect golf course for him. It's positional golf. You grind out pars. You just lean on your irons. That's all you do all day. And two fifty to one, why not? It's Henrik percent because,
0: because he's fucking terrible. He is Fine. broken. He's been broken forever. We
1: just lost. People. He actually has like, not been broken forever. He won thirteen months ago. That's forever in golf
0: for me That's in my short-term right. Twitter ADD brain. Okay, Fine. listen, you need
1: help. <laughs> well, you know what? This is probably the last go because I don't see another golf course I would use him at. And we could use him. In, we
0: could use him in the Dominican again.
1: He always yeah. goes for those vacations. God, he is going to be Dominican. That's true. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Why would you remind me of that? Yeah. Because, because you fucking bully me into betting Keegan Bradley.
0: When I well, want well to. you know what?
1: I bullied myself into betting Henry Stentz in 251.
0: <laughs> Let's go. All right. Fair enough. All right. So listen, come find the rest of our, uh, our stuff. Uh, we'll drop some first round leaders. We got a fucking uh, rain man, uh first round leader guy in the, uh, in the Slack. Uh, who's also our NBA one of our NBA guys, but he's really good at first round leaders. Very strange, but uh, he dropped those. We'll do our round around matchups. Steve's will break down um, all the data and all the golf on Thursdays, Friday, Friday's Yep. It's a fucking 11 o'clock uh, Fridays uh, to, to, uh, to help you with uh, showdowns and the matchups to take live. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore capper. Uh, you can't follow Twitter Steve, uh, but you can find him in Slack, man. So um, yeah, man, listen, let's break them fucking books again this weekend, boys. All right. Later.